0: Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 17 of Sodom and I. So yesterday, we basically went back to the basics. We were talking about Moses. We spoke about Moses yesterday and things that we took from his story um, I don't know if I said it yesterday, but one of them being you doubting yourself, I definitely did not say this yesterday. You doubting yourself, but God appointing you to you know to to do what he wanted you to do for a reason. Now Moses was eighties, he was eighty years old when uh he saw the burning bush, you know, God speaking to him through an angel for the first time. And Moses was like, are you sure? Are you sure you really wanted to choose me? I don't know. Like, yeah, you're God and everything, and I definitely trust you and your and your judgment, but are you, like, a <laughs> hundred? He's like, are you, like, a hundred percent sure? And we all know that that was definitely who God chose. You know, that's definitely who he wanted to to save his people. So now we are on Joseph. And this is basically, this is honestly the story right before, um, right before Moses, or like the bigger story right before Moses, because it transitions a little bit. But we are in Genesis chapter 37. Boom. And today, I'm not going to read every verse (laughs) like I did yesterday. That way it lasts an hour. But I will uh, sit in each chapter and then I guess summarize it. And if you want to go back and read it on your own, then you can. And you got Bible homework. And if you don't want to do it, then you don't have Bible homework because you don't have to do anything. (laughs) If you want to do it. Do it because you want to and not because you feel like someone is forcing you to. Because that's not what God wants you to do. He, he don't want to make you feel like he's forcing you to do something until it's that time to do what he's asking. But you still never have to do it. It's all it's all up to you. He gave you free will. So, chapter 37, Genesis. I'm going to read this in, a, mm, yeah, NIV, that's fine. Verse 2, this is the account of Jacob's family line. So basically, it says that Joseph was uh, 17 years old at the time this happened. Let me make sure. Yeah, he was 17 years old at the time this happened. So he was real young. He was still literally a child, right? And he was the only son of his father's uh wife, Zilpah. Boom. And all of his other brothers were jealous of him because Joseph Joseph was Israel's favorite. Their dad is Israel. Joseph was his favorite. All the other brothers are jealous of Joseph because Israel gave Joseph a a beautiful coat. He made a robe for him, an ornate robe for him. Mm -hmm. So... He, Joseph had a dream, you know, God gave Joseph dreams, and he told his brothers about the dream, which was, guys, uh, I had a dream last night, and I was standing up, and all of you guys were, um, no, it says, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out of the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while all your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. And they were like, they they took that to offense. They were like, um, you say you're going to rule over us? We're your servants. And it made them uh, be even more upset. You know, they were like, oh, we hate him even more. He's telling us these dreams where we're like serving him and whatnot. And he had another dream, and he said, listen, I had another dream, and this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. And when he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Let me go in verse 10. Yeah, it does say his father rebuked him and said, what, what is this dream that thou has dreamed? Right? And he's like, uh, Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Joseph sold by his brothers. Unfortunately, they sold him. They did. But, um, well, I mean, in the end, when you look at the whole story, it's not unfortunately. But I'm sure... I'm absolutely sure that's exactly how Joseph felt. That 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 this was real unfortunate. So his brothers left before him. They were all uh, buddy buddy, not with Joseph. So they left before him, and Joseph's like, "Well, let me go and see where they went." And then Israel told him, "Your brothers are grazing the fo- the flocks near uh Shechem." come. I'm going to send you to them. He went there. They, you know, he found them and they were like, Oh my God, here comes Joseph. <laughs> I feel like I saw it in the family guy skit before. <laughs> I definitely did. But they're like, where's Joseph? Or no, they're like, here comes Joseph. Let's kill him. Right. They applaud the kill. Here comes that dreamer. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him. And throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. Very hateful. When Reuben heard this, one of the brothers, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. Well, at least he had one uh, one person who cared about his well-being, for real, you know? So then, so when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to get their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and mir, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. How? I... How you say that and then sell him as a slave to somebody else? He is our brother, our own flesh and blood. Let's not kill him like we originally planned to. Let's just sell him as a slave and break our father's heart and tell him that he was uh, mauled by wolves or bears or whatnot. Wild. They sold him for 20 shekels. They sold him for $20, a dub. That's crazy. That's crazy. Went back to... And then when Reuben... I guess Reuben left... And didn't know that... The other brothers... I don't know why. It doesn't... Reuben kind of goes in and out. I was kind of confused about this earlier. When Reuben returned to the cistern... And saw that Joseph was not there... He tore his clothes... He went back to his brothers and said, the boy isn't there. Where can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, we found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe. So they knew that, I guess they knew that Reuben must have had a softer heart for uh, for Joseph and didn't tell him that they sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites. Awful. Boom. We found this, he recognized it, that's my son's robe, and basically he uh you know it 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 broke him. It, it really hurt him. Jo- it says that Joseph was his favorite. Then Jacob tore his clothes, or well, Then he recognized this and said, it's my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put, all right, so Jacob, not Israel. Maybe Jacob, Jacob and Israel could be the same, could be the same person. I've seen it before in the Bible. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son. Many days, all his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, and the captain of the guard. So, uh... They really broke their dad's heart because they were jealous. But little do they know them doing this really saved their life decades later. So then that was chapter seven, chapter 37, chapter 38, uh, goes on about Judah. So we're going to skip that one. Cause right now we're talking about Joseph. So Joseph had been taken down to Egypt Potiphar, uh, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Yeah, see, cause they they reference the same thing using different names sometimes. That's all right. Just got, just got to hold on. <laughs> just got to hold on. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Now, throughout this story, I will say that it always says. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And then some variation after that of like, you know, and whatever he is or wherever he is and whatever he does. You know, when his master saw that the Lord was with him yeah. and that the Lord gave him success in everything, <clears throat> he did Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to care uh, everything he owned. Right From the time he put him in charge of his household and all of that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potter had, both in the house and in the field, because of Joseph. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Joseph was responsible. He, he was the person that got it done. Now, Joseph was well built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. Now, basically, because I said I'm not going to read every uh <laughs> every verse. She kept trying to tempt Joseph, and Joseph was like, there, Joseph was like, why? Why would I do something so awful to my master? He entrusted everything he has to be. I am in charge of everything. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you're his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Right? That's wild. That's what he said after the, the, the very first time she tried him. And Joseph never folded. Joseph is a very, he was good. Joseph never folded and she kept trying him. Right? And then one day, <clears throat> one day he went to the house and no one else was inside. She came in and she tried to, you know, come to bed with me. And he was like, no. Er says he went to his, yeah. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties. None of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out the house. Right. And then after that, she lied. She lied. She called her household servants. She lied to them. And said that he came to sleep. He came here to sleep with me. He, he he tried to, he's playing us. Came here to sleep with me. And then I screamed. But he left after I screamed and he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. And then she kept, you know, his cloak and then told the master. And she lied to him. And he burned with anger. And Joseph's master put him in prison the place where the king's prisoners were confined. That's so awful. She tried him, and he said no, then she just lied on him. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. I'm going to highlight that one. But while Joseph was in the prison, the Lord was with him. I'm going to highlight that in my uh of the Bible, too. Where's the other one I did? Let me go back two chapters real quick so I can oh wrong one too far too far 37 38 not 38 it was <laughs> number two of 39 cool look and the Lord was with Joseph I'm in this story or in this book now I'm gonna say this story. I'm gonna highlight every uh, every time it says, "And the Lord was with Joseph." And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. Mhm, mhm. All right. Joseph and Potiphar's wife, and then it goes again in verse 21, chapter 39. But the Lord was with Joseph. There it says yet again. Mm -hmm. and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison or he gave him and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden so the prison or so the warden put joseph in charge of all those held in the prison he was made responsible for all that was done there the warden paid no attention to anything under joseph's care Because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. And I'm also going to highlight in verse 23, because the Lord was with him. This is important. What what are we taking from this so far? God is with us no matter what we go through. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. They sold him into slavery. Could you imagine how betrayed he felt? He was 17 years old. He was still a kid. And I'm pretty the youngest out of all of them. He was was still a child, and all of his older brothers were so jealous of him. They plotted to kill him, to take his life, not caring about how it made their dad feel or how his mom, they didn't care about none of that. But then they were like, oh, well, he's our flesh and blood. Let's not lay hands on him, even though they physically took off his robe and threw him, you know, basically into a well. It is what it is. They did all that, and Joseph still prevailed, you know. And then his master's wife lied on him, and he got sent to prison. And he still prevailed. He kept pushing through he went through all that stuff and now he was made responsible for everything that's in the prison and he's a prisoner (laughs) he's a prisoner and the warden liked him so much that he made him like like prisoner over all the other ones he made him responsible for all the for all that was done there the warden paid he trusted joseph so much that he didn't He paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Doesn't matter what you do. God is with you. He is. All right. Boom. And that was 39. And now we're in 40. So this is transitioning into letting us, you know, into giving us more uh, detail into Joseph being like a dream interpreter. That's what this whole thing is about. Joseph is a dream interpreter. He interpreted his own dreams, but he didn't. Well, let me not say he interpreted it. He remembered his dreams and he knew it meant something, but he did not know exactly what it meant. Now that he's older, it just it comes naturally to him, you know? So the cupbearer and the baker, right? Bearer, the cupbearer and the baker. Of the king of Egypt defended the king and he was angry. The Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, and he sent them both to the uh, to the prison where Joseph was confined. Right? Boom. And then the captain guard assigned them to Joseph and he attended to them. I guess Joseph was such a good worker. Whoever he worked up under was like, I'm not even I don't even gotta pay, I don't even gotta pay attention to what you do and I know you're gonna get it taken care of. He's a prisoner, and he was like, "Yeah, go ahead and take care of these other prisoners for me, please. Appreciate you, bro." <laughs> After they had been in custody some time, each of them, there, well, they had a dream, and they both went to Joseph. Or Joseph came to them. Joseph came to them the next morning. He saw that they were dejected, so he said, "Why do you look so sad today? We both have dreams, but there is no one to interpret them." Joseph then said to them, "Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams." So the cupbearer told him, <clears throat> "In my dream I saw a vine in front of me, and on the vine there were 3 branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and the cup in his hand, and put the cup in his hand." This is what it means, Joseph said to him. Three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews And even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. All right. So, the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation. He said to Joseph, I too had a dream. Listen, listen. help me figure out what this means, please, dear sir. (laughs) I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what this means, said Joseph. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body onto a pole. Lovely! And the birds will eat away your flesh. Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday. Wow! This was his birthday. What an what awesome, what a lovely occasion. He gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he impaled the chief baker, just as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Man, this happens so much in the Bible. (laughs) Please, remember me. Do as I say. Oh, I promise I will. And then when the time comes, hmm. he forgot. His heart was hardened. (laughs) All right, chapter 41, Pharaoh's Dreams. Two full years had passed. Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile when the river came, or when out, when out of the river there came up seven crows. Sleek and fat, they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came out of the Nile and stood behind or beside those on the riverbank. The cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin seeds of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt, right? He told a bunch of people no one no one could could tell him what his dreams meant so then yeah then uh the cupbearer came to pharaoh he was like ah i forgot pharaoh was once angry with the servants and he imprisoned me he why is he talking to pharaoh th- it's all right that's fine pharaoh was once angry he's talking to the pharaoh it says it right there cupbearer said to pharaoh and he imprisoned me to the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night. And he basically told him that Joseph uh, is a dream interpreter, right? Shortened that all the way up. Joseph said to Pharaoh, uh, when he had shaved or, well, he, Pharaoh sent for Joseph. shaved, changed his clothes, came before Pharaoh. Boom, had a dream. No one can interpret it, but I've heard. It said of you that when you hear a dream you can interpret it. Well, I heard you got the goods. Can you help me out? Yes I can. Here's the goods. He interpret you know, he said the dream, and then Joseph interpreted the dream. And he said, <clears throat> Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of Pharaoh, Pharaoh, love that. Seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance of Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the the matter has been firmly decided by God, so God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh asked him, Can we find anyone like this man, one who is in the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all of this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. And look at that. Just like that, God lifted up Joseph yet again. Did it take a couple of years? In the beginning of chapter uh, 41, it said two years had passed. Two, Two full years, not just two years. Excuse me, Lord. Two full years had passed. And let me see if it says that. Yep, and it's very specific. Full years, 365 times two, unless it was a, a leap year. It took two years for the, the chief cupbearer to remember that Joseph had, uh, had helped him out and interpreted a very important dream to him. Because if he didn't know, he'd have been anxious the three nights he was in that jail. He might have thought he had the same fate as the baker. But it took two years you know, Joseph was waiting in the prison, probably, you know, interpreting other people's dreams and helping other people out for two years. So sometimes, like, not sometimes, God is always working for us. Now, will it happen, you know, always extremely fast? No, but it'll happen in his timing. It'll happen when God deems that it should happen. You know, it took Joseph two years to get out of that jail cell. But guess what happened after that? He was put in charge of all of Egypt. Joseph became second. He went from prisoner, labeled as a criminal, to second in command. Or, well, not a criminal, adulterer, I guess. Into second in command in Egypt. He surpassed Potiphar. Potiphar was one of the Pharaoh's chiefs. He was now second in command to the king of Egypt from from a prisoner. That's what God has to aid. That's his ability. That's what he could do. You know? Boom. Number 42. Joseph's brothers go to Egypt. So, when Jacob learned there was grain in Egypt, he said, Why do you keep looking at each other? Or well, basically, I didn't read the end of forty one. Or well, the the seven, the the seven good years came. Oh wait, that was forty one. Blah blah blah. Seven good years came, and then the seven bad years came throughout. For the famine was severe throughout Egypt. You know, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to all the Egyptians. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe everywhere, right? So now Jacob learned there was grain and he told his sons, what are y'all doing? Y'all are staring at each other. Go and get some grain so we can eat because we finna starve and die. Then they went to buy grain from Egypt but Jacob did not send Benjamin Joseph's brother with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. He was traumatized. His sons traumatized him. He had another child after uh, Joseph was supposedly mauled by beasts, you know, with the his wife. And uh, he was like, no, nothing is happening to this one. This, this this, if anything happens to this one, my heart will surely break. He said he does he does not want any harm to come to Benjamin, Joseph's brother. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain for there was famine in the land of, of Canaan also. Boom. as soon as as soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. And then he basically, uh he was hounding them. <laughs> I mean, Joseph, Joseph was pretty upset. You know, they sold him. They sold him for $20. 20 shekels. When I wonder if a shekel is like worth a penny nowadays, but we'll just say $20. That's wild. He said, you're spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. And they're like, no, wait. We're sons of one man. We're just here to buy food. We're promised we're honest and not spies. He said, no, you've come to see where our land is unprotected and I don't trust you. But they replied, your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. He said to them, it's just as I told you as I have. No, I said it the right way. You're spies. And this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your younger brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. Then if you're not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph was literally just wasting time at this point. And the third day, he said, do this and you'll live. For I fear God. If you're honest men, or you know, all of you go except for one, bring your youngest brother back so that you, uh, your words may be verified and you may not die. Then they went. They said one to another, surely we're being pleased, or pleased, will, punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was. And now they were speaking in another language. And they thought that Joseph couldn't understand them because he was using an interpreter. But Joseph heard every word they said. Right, He understood what they said. And then uh, which one said it? They said to one another, uh, We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. And that is why this distress has come upon us. Reuben then replied, "'Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? "'But you would not listen. "'Now we must give an accounting for his blood.' "'They did not realize that Joseph could understand them "'since he was using an interpreter. "'He turned away from them and began to weep, "'but then came back and spoke to them. "'He had had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes, "'probably very aggressively.'" Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain to put each man's silver back in his sack and to give them provisions for their journey. You know, all that was done. They loaded their grain and they left. All right. Then at the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to feed the donkey and they saw the silver and they were like, uh, my silver has been returned. They were like, uh, something must be wrong. You know, they were scared. They, they thought something went wrong and that he, he's probably going to send someone after them or like they were going to die or something, but none, you know, none of that happened. So they, they ended up going back home Mm -mm, mm -mm. and they, they told their dad that, uh, the man who was Lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. And, you know, they told him everything you so did Ruben said to his father. No, there we go. They told him that, you know, they got the packs of silver back and they, you know, they told him that, um, there we go. See, I'm trying to summarize it for y'all and read my brain going everywhere. <laughs> That's why my Bible's up and right in front of me. They told him that they're not allowed to return without Benjamin. And he said, uh, No, you have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more and Simeon is no more. Now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, you may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to my care and I will bring him back. So Reuben's like, this is my, this is, uh, well, LOL, this is my second chance. He don't even know yet. But it is still his second chance because he's like, the first one I couldn't save, but this one I'm gonna save, right? I'm gonna make sure he's good. If harm comes to him on the journey you're taking, you will bring back or my you'll bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow, right? So he's like, You have my word, father. Come on, please. We need to do this so we can get some food. So when they eaten all the grain, their father said to them, go back and buy us some more food. But Judas Judas said, the man told us, bro, he told us, we cannot come back without Benjamin. But if you don't send Benjamin, we, we won't go because we're not going to die there. He said, you will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. So Israel acts. So yes, Israel and Jacob are the same person. Israel asks, why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man you had another brother? And they're like, he kept questioning us. What I'm going to do? Lie? I ain't going to (laughs) lie. All right. Then Judah said to Israel, his father, send the boy along with me and we will go at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die. Come on, dad. We need to go. We got to take Benjamin. That way we can get some food, now. Nah. All right. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, they're pleading with him. They're like, dad, please, you'll blame me all my life. It's okay. And he's like, as it is, if we had not delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. We're taking too long. Now we ran out of food again. But they literally traumatized him. You know? And their father, Israel, said to them, If it must be, do this. Put some of the best products of the land. They're like, listen, if you go back, you need to butter them up. Take them down as a gift. Some balm, some honey, spices, mere pistachio and almonds. Take double amount of the silver that that uh, you must return with you. Double it. Give him double for his trouble. Butter him up. I need my son to come back with you grant you, uh, and may God almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will let your other brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, I am bereaved. Or if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. Right? So they did all that, came back to Joseph and, uh, Joseph saw Benjamin with them. He said to the steward of his house, take these men to my house, Slaughter an animal and prepare a meal there to eat with me at noon. So Joseph, Joseph was being—he was being a booty. <laughs> well deserved. I mean, I'm not gonna say like it wasn't. It wasn't well deserved. They they sold him into slavery, guys. Uh, but then he saw Benjamin, and he had a soft spot for Benjamin. Because out of all of the—I mean, like, they were his half-brothers, and they sold him into slavery. He saw Benjamin, a brother that he never met before, and they had the same mom and the same dad. And he never knew of him. So I think—I'm not, I'm not quite sure how old Joseph is right now. But Benjamin might be the same age Joseph was when they sold Joseph into slavery, or around that age. So, you know, he's like, uh, that's my brother. I'm going to make sure we do this right. Man did as Joseph told him. Now, the men were frightened when they were taken to his house because they probably think, uh, they thought we're brought here because of the silver and he must, you know, he must want to want to attack us, seize us as slaves and take our donkeys because he thinks we stole from him. So they went up, and as soon as he got there, <laughs> or no, 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 they went to Joseph Stewart, and they were like, listen, we came down here to buy food. We don't want no trouble. We finna tell you straight up, this is what happened. The silver was in the sack, so we must have brought it back with us. We've also brought back additional silver. You know, we don't know who put the silver in our sacks. do 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 Don't be afraid, your God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. And then he brought Simeon out to them, right? Gave him. So Stuart took the men to Joseph's house, gave them water, washed their feet, and provided uh, food for their donkey, fodder for their donkeys, right? Joseph saw, or well, Joseph asked about their dad, and then he saw Benjamin. And he was like, "Is this your brother? That's nice. This your brother, the one you told me about? Still pretending to be another person." And uh, Joseph, Joseph was deeply moved at the sight of his brother. He hurried out and looked for a place to weep. So Joseph was overcome with emotion. He saw his brother. It was like, "Wow, I have a brother, someone just like me." And he came out. Says, served the food and uh, the portions were served to them from Joseph's table. Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's, so they feasted and drank freely with him. You know, or well, they served by himself the brothers by himself, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves because Egyptians would not eat with Hebrews for it is detestable for that is detestable to Egyptians. The men had been seated before him in the order of their ages, from the firstborn to the youngest. They looked at each other in astonishment. Then portions were served. There we go. Benjamin got five times as much as everyone else. Silver cup in a sack. So in this one, they were about to go home. He filled their cups or he filled their sacks. And then he, uh, after they left, he lied because he just wanted to cause more trouble. He's being real spiteful and told his servant to say that uh he said one of them stole his cups. After all the nice things that he did, they stole the cups from him. And they were like, no, we didn't. So he brought them back and they found a cup. Uh now he put it in Benjamin's sack. That's awful. So he put it in ben- in Benjamin's sack. At this, you know, when the when it was found, they tore their clothes and they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Uh, they were like, bro, so he basically lied, and they were like, no, don't. Uh, they're like, don't keep him. You can keep keep me instead. Keep me instead. But they were fighting because they they didn't want their their dad to lose another son. They're like, we have an aged father. And there was a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead, and he is the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Right? Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see for myself. And they said, The boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. Right? And they're like, bro, please, bro, take me. Take me don't take him. One of them went away from me. I said, he's been